Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick. Thank you for tuning in this week. I'm excited you're here. I'm grateful to share some thoughts with you this week. It's been a couple weeks since I recorded an episode, especially a solo one. But I'm uh, I'm back. I've spent a couple of weeks developing and creating content for the new digital course that has now officially launched. So you guys can get more information about that course by going to go.thewealthstandard.com forward slash freedom. And this week, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about the course, how I came up with the content, but then also unpack and really dive into some of the primary themes in the responses you guys gave me through your amazingly candid feedback, as well as thoughtful responses to questions. And honestly, that's where I'll start because the course, it's something I could have assumed I knew what you needed, what you would have valued what was holding you back in your particular situation. And I've done that in the past. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But this go around, I decided to actually get responses from you, understand your world, understand what holds you back, understand what are some of the obstacles that you're currently facing. And I'm humbled by the hundreds of responses I received. And it really made me dig down deep to understand what the true root uh, cause of those challenges and also obstacles and limitations that are are holding you back. And what I discovered is that these are some things that have held me back in the past. I think these are some human, just part of the human experience where we're faced with very similar obstacles. At the same time, the situations are all different. And so I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to have been able to think through the way in which the curriculum was created, the exercises were formulated. And I know that if you really want to take your life to the next level, really want to, then this is a course that is for you. And it has a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you buy it, hate it, don't like it, it's too intense, too much information. Actually, I didn't even give you guys all the information at once. I had to stagger it a week upon week just because of how much is in there. But I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. But what I'd like to do today is just really get into a couple of the primary themes that I saw in the responses that you guys gave me. And I believe that this will give you insight into how I developed some of the information as well as exercises. So let's uh, let's go. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick. 
Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast this week. Better yet, thank you for investing your time and your energy to what I'm about to talk about this week. It uh, it says a lot about you and it means a lot to me because I, I'm inspired by those who are driven, those that are seeking information to improve their lives. And I'm truly grateful to you. I'm recording this episode over the Thanksgiving weekend. This was definitely a year of disruption. This season has been disrupted, especially here in Utah. And we weren't able to gather as we have in the past. And it really makes you think about how really grateful you are for the things that you have. Because when they're taken away, that provides that polarity. And uh, this year has definitely been full of those opportunities. I hope you have passed your weekend grateful and had a wonderful experience. Guys, I haven't done a, a podcast in a couple of weeks. Many of you know that I have been working on a digital course. And so I've been neck deep in recording, re-recording, <laughs> and it's been, a, it's been a great experience. And this go around has been different because of your involvement. I had reached out to a number of segments of the audience and polled them and requested feedback and answers to questions. Because this go around, I wanted to create content, create a course that actually served you at a higher level by addressing your primary concerns, your anxieties, the things that are holding you back the most from achieving that next level of life, that financial freedom or financial independence that you and everybody else is ultimately seeking. And so really your responses were were heartfelt. Your candor was incredible. And I'm so appreciative and grateful for that. And today, what I'd like to do is just give you a snippet of what the course is going to entail by actually addressing one of the patterns that I've seen throughout the responses. And these are patterns that I believe are they're everywhere and they're in greater magnitude these days because I believe we live in a society that wants things quick and fast and with the snap of a finger <laughs> or a click of a button and really looking at freedom and achieving that level of life and then continuing to achieve it because it is not a one-time event is it's challenging for most because they see it as a possibility, whether it's what they see on social media, whether it's what they read in books. And, and so that pursuit, that desire is amplified. And I have had the fortunate opportunity of working with a lot of people with their finances, their personal finances. And I've come to these conclusions, these realizations that, you know, ultimately freedom, money is a part of the equation, but it is certainly not the primary variable to freedom and independence. And hopefully that comes out in what I talk about today. Cause I think there are practical strategies, things to do things to do differently, things to stop doing, things to start doing. But there is a mindset shift that is absolutely necessary. And I think the variables or the components of that mindset shift will be evident today because not only do I want to go through a specific response to a question, the question being, what are the primary obstacles that are holding you back from living a life at the next level? It pertains to a person, but I believe you can substitute any obstacle that you have where you stand in a specific place in life and then there is a future that you desire, you yearn for, and there's a gap. There is a in-between. There is what needs to take place in order for you to be at that level. 
And our psyche oftentimes puts these barriers in place and prevents us from taking risks because naturally we want to avoid fear. And that fear is embedded in our DNA. And it mostly it's irrational at the same time because it's built into us. It's very challenging for us to rationalize being able to confront it and overcome it. So let's get into uh, let's get into this example and hope you guys find some meaning and some value in it. Oh, and before I forget, man, the course is live. So version one is up. I plan on doing lots of iteration. And that's why I kept the price point on the course relatively low so that I can get a bunch of users experiencing it, giving feedback with both the exercises that are there as well as the content and continue to iterate and make it even more valuable. So you guys can go check out version one. And if you buy this first version, even though the price is going to go up in the future, you can get all those different versions, those upgrades uh, for free. But you can go to go.thewellstandard.com forward slash freedom. Go.thewellstandard.com forward slash freedom. Okay, this is the obstacle for today that I'm going to be addressing. So again, the question, what is the what are the primary obstacles that are standing in the way between where you are now, where you want to be in the future, that life at the next level. And this specific response was was short, but I saw this pattern in dozens, if not more of the responses. And there were hundreds of responses. And this one was, I don't have a business. I am an employee. So again, these are obstacles. You can replace whatever obstacle you have as you ask yourself that question. What is the primary thing that is in the way of me achieving that life at the next level? So I don't have a business. I'm an employee. All right. So the first thing, and again, there could be a multitude of meaning within what they have responded. And I'm going to get into a few of them, but again, it's an obstacle. So the first thing is, you know, having a business, I would say if, if that is the barrier that's in the way to achieving an amazing life, business is a very, I would say masochistic, very risky way of doing it because the majority of businesses do not succeed. The majority of business owners who get divorced lose our relationships with their kids, you know, put, make huge investments and lose those investments, put people's lives on the line. I mean, it's stressful. I've been in business for almost 14 years and, you know, I've almost gone out of business a number of times. And there's a deep desire inside of me that pushed me through and, and had me persevere through some really challenging times where I wanted to be done. But really going to life at the next level as a business owner, I would say that there are even more opportunities and possibilities to achieve financial independence, an incredibly meaningful life by being an employee. And that's what I'm going to focus my attention on today. Because in the end, I believe that business, successful business and being a successful employee, same dynamic. Okay, The only difference is scale. Because in the end, a business provides a service. An employee provides a service. If a business wants to grow, they have to innovate and find better ways to meet the needs of their customers. If it's an employee, great way to innovate where you can look really at the service and the value you're being paid for and find ways to improve the value, reach and meet the needs of the person that's paying you. Right? It's a different, uh, different perspective. I think sometimes employees look at this entitlement right, where they should receive a raise for doing nothing. I think you can flip that. And ultimately, get even more money through bonuses, through raises, through position increases, allow you to make more money. And with that additional money, it's making investment, right? It's saving and it's essentially establishing 
what have a definition of financial independence. For those of you who have read the book are familiar with this, but it's when 50% of your income comes from the cash flow of investments. The other 50% comes from doing meaningful work on your terms. So 50% can be established by making a lot of money as an employee, but along the way, the resume you build, the human life value balance sheet that you create by your experiences, by the relationships and the network you've built can position you to spend 20 hours a week doing incredibly meaningful work and being paid a multiple of what you were paid or paid right now. So that's what I'm going to get into today because I think the dynamic, the components, the variables of success of both a business and an employee are the exact same thing. The only difference is scale. But I'm going to give you guys some ideas as far as scale is concerned and how to scale yourself as an employee. But the first thing I'm going to do, and this is really the where I took a direction with the course based on the responses you gave me, because there are clearly many different tactics, strategies, ideas, advice, insight I could give you guys. But unless there is a breakthrough with your psychology, then you're all you're going to be doing is looking for what's wrong. You're going to be trying to find this confirmation bias, right? It's it's finding the evidence of why your obstacle, what you state as your limiting belief is true. So until you can start to question the validity of your limiting belief, no solutions are going to resonate. So that's where I'm going to I'm going to start. And there's some exercises in the course that facilitate the breakthroughs that you can have in order to look at yourself differently, look at your beliefs and your limiting beliefs differently, creating empowering beliefs and really positioning your psychology so that you can be open to the slew and myriad of opportunities that are all around you. So I'm going to use a simple example today, but there are much more deep and profound experiences within the course that I think you guys are going to find fascinating. These are the experiences that I've had over the last five, six years that have given me tremendous breakthrough in my own personal life, my own happiness and my business. So I essentially replicated those for your benefit, but I'm just going to go through one today. So, you know, if I was talking to a client or talking to an employee or talking to a friend or my wife or my kids, and we were having a conversation about something that is holding you back, what I would first do, right, is to address the feelings and emotions associated with that with that limiting belief. So in this case, the limiting belief is I have to have a business. I'm an employee. I have to have a business in order for me to be free. So I'd ask the question. So when you when you think about that, when you think about that there's financial independence, life at the next level isn't possible because in order to do that, you have to have a business. You have to do your own thing. How does that make you feel? And typically the response is I feel held back. I feel uh, frustrated. I'm not motivated. I'm challenged. And I would follow up with, so when you feel this way, do you even want to pursue anything that could potentially get you there? And the answer is, you know, no way. Like, I don't even want to take that first step. And then the direction would be, uh, and this is where it starts to flip. When you tell yourself this story that you have to own a business, right? In order to be financially independent in order to achieve the next level of life. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you have all the information, you've pulled everybody, right? And you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that statement is absolutely true, that in order for you to be financially independent, 
and live a life at the next level, you have to own a business. And this is where the eyes roll sometimes, but that's intentional because what it does is it gets a person, gets you to say that, no, I don't have all of the information. It could be possible that life at the next level is there and I don't have to own a business in order to achieve it. So first it's, it interrupts the belief that confirmation bias, this, we're looking for information to validate what we already believe. But what this does is it opens our mind to this new opportunity that it is possible. Just simply saying the words that, yeah, I don't have all the information. It could be possible. Then it's associating the emotions with it because the emotions are really those, those agents of confirmation, right? So the emotions is if that were true, right? If it were true that you didn't have to be a business owner, you could be an employee to achieve that level of financial independence. How does that make you feel? And that's when they say, I'm optimistic. It's, I feel that it's possible. I believe that, you know, there may be somebody out there that can help me or, or give me some insight or give me some information, right? For me to believe that even more. And that's where, that's where it starts. So that's kind of that first domino that needs to be knocked down in order to start positioning strategy. Taking a break from the show, I want you to know about a course I created for successful real estate investors that I'm making available to my podcast audience for free. You guys know that stupid business and real estate investment decisions almost cost me everything in 2009 and 2010. And since then, it's been my mission to teach you listeners the invaluable lessons I learned during this strenuous time so you don't have to experience those same lessons. Perpetual Wealth Real Estate is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy I use personally with all of my real estate investments to ensure a profitable transaction and maximize the overall return. The Perpetual Wealth Real Estate course is my gift to you. Register today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash ROI. Again, the URL is thewealthstandard.com forward slash ROI, Romeo Oscar Indigo. All right. So that's really, again, from where limitations are concerned and why I positioned the first part of this digital course as breaking through limiting beliefs. Okay. And then following that up with the actual strategies a person can pursue to make changes, to make adjustments, to get more information and to execute on that information. Because I know that if I started with that, like I have in the past, most individuals are not in the mindset. They don't have the psychology of making changes. And there's an episode I did a few weeks ago. The biggest fears that people have are being wrong and having to change. <laughs> so, right, so this is one of the exercises okay, that could potentially work. But like I said, in this uh, digital course, there's a few other exercises that help you navigate through some of those limiting beliefs and start to replace them with empowering beliefs. Okay. So let's get into solutions. So, because psychology is one thing, right? But if you're open to new possibilities and don't have any additional information, change is likely not to occur. So like I said before, a business and employee are very similar. They both provide a service of value in which they're paid for. The only difference is scale. A business, multiple people are involved. Famous definition of scalability is Adam Smith when he talked about the pin factory in his book, The Wealth of Nations, where he identified that one person making all the different parts of a pin and putting it together has a certain amount of output at the end of the day. But if you divide that labor, 
division of labor, where multiple people are involved, each of them responsible for one piece of the assembly, then you're able to have scalability. The output is a multiple. Okay. So that's the idea of scale. But again, there's scalability possible for an employee, but you first really have to identify, as I said before, identify the value that you provide as an employee. We're all wired to look at ourselves and to come to a determination of why we're valuable. Rarely do people step outside of them and define why does an employer think I'm valuable? What do I do? Okay. What is it about what I do that I'm really paid for? Okay. Then this comes down to doing an audit of the different tasks and responsibilities and where you spend your time during the day. Okay. There are tasks that are meaningless or tasks that have very low value. And then there are the tasks and the value that you're actually paid for. But in the process of doing this, right, it's you're starting to look at yourself as the customer, right, or the client, the patron looks at you. In this case, it's your employer. Okay. And this is a key to business. So this is a Peter Drucker. Peter Drucker says that to grow a business, you have to have focus on two things, innovation and marketing. Innovation is constantly finding even better ways to serve and meet the needs of your customer or client. And then marketing is essentially getting people to do more business with you. Looking at an employee and employer relationship, okay, this is where you start to understand the needs of the employer. What are they trying to do? What's their vision? What are they trying to achieve? What are they trying to accomplish? And how can I do something potentially different to bring even more value to them? Okay. So getting into business, if you go through this process as an employee and then bring that success to a business, you're going to have a much higher likelihood of being a success in business. Okay. So you might as well figure out how to do it as an employee first, because I look at being an employee as one of the most incredible ways to experiment. Okay. And to do things that potentially could be incredibly risky as a business, but doing it as an employee, I think you have more agility. There's more resilience because you can try things. If it doesn't work, try something else. And the worst thing is, you know, you can get a slap on the hand or get fired, but then you can go find, you know, another position. Whereas a business, there's people's jobs that are on the line, right? There's expenses, there's leases, there's, you know, other commitments that you've made that are on the line, right? Whereas an employee, again, there's more resilience associated with experimenting on the ways in which you can create even more value. Okay. So again, coming from, you know, an employee, it's finding leverage in the tasks that you're already doing, really defining all the different things you do throughout the day and what you're really paid for. Okay. And then as you look for more ways to scale, that's just an an easier way to scale, right? It's looking at from a position standpoint, right? Are there other positions that you would be better at that you could be paid for? Okay. And this is again, going to what's your skill set? What's your experience? What do you love doing? That's going to give you those nuggets where you can start to look for other positions, whether it's inside the company that you're with or out or within uh, the, the employee base of another company. Okay. But nonetheless, it's starting to identify yourself as the asset and find out why you're paid and figuring out how to make that asset even more valuable. Now, there's an ebook that I wrote a number of years ago before my official book came out, which I'm going to include in the show notes. And it's essentially how to, you know, how to invest in a $50 million asset, which is you. And what it does is it shows the math behind instead of getting a 3% raise per year, which is customary, you get a 10% raise per year. And so that 10% doesn't come about by entitlement, right? That 10% is going to come about by you being more valuable. And I actually demonstrate that in the digital course, digital course as well. All right, let's segue into 
what I believe is an essential variable or dynamic of a successful business. And it's also an essential component of a successful employee. And this is leadership. Now, we are conditioned in our society to look at leadership from a hierarchical perspective, right? There is tenure within the public school systems. There is the vice principal, the principal, the superintendent. The same structure exists in government and typically in corporations, same structure exists. And so we get this idea that leadership is management, but I believe that management in and of itself is a horrible way to get leverage. I believe that leadership-focused management is an empowering way because management is getting people to do things, period. Whether it's it's usually by a stick, rarely it's a carrot, but I believe that even stick and carrot are limiting, right? I believe that there is a way in which you can empower people, right? To do good, to do good work. And leadership is, I would say, a huge opportunity just because the majority of employees are conditioned to look at leadership as a hierarchical management structure. And I think that's very limiting. So figuring out how to hone in on your leadership abilities, your ability to involve others in projects and get scale, use that division of labor dynamic. And this could come from reading books. It could come from taking courses. But again, it's the experimentation side of things. Okay, It's learning how to be a good leader, finding mentors, whether it's direct or indirect, and incorporating their style of handling meetings, their style of executing projects or being part of a project. So anyway, the, the leadership dynamic is is huge, right? Because empowering people, especially in our day and age, when you have a very fleeting employee base where employees are jumping from company to company to company to company for a 2% raise, a 3% raise, a 4% raise, maybe a little bit more benefit here. What's going to keep them is good leadership, which is caring, empathy, but also a instilling in them a desire to do good work and even more good work after they've done the initial good work, right? So leadership is huge because that's when you can work in teams and get way more done. You can focus on focus on the areas that you're best at and allow others to fill roles that they're best at. And that right there brings about, like I said before, with the pin factory, a greater output, right? And that I think is essential for scaling as an employee. Now I know a lot of a lot of people that make six figures, high six figures and even seven figures in the employee world. And and this is where sometimes research into what is the maximum income that you can earn in your position or a position that you desire. What does that look like? And then start to define what is inside of the gap, the gap between where you're at right now, what you're paid for now and what a person at that caliber is paid for. Now, all along the way, as you're making more money, the point is it's not to solely rely on your profession to achieve that end result, okay, that financial independence, a meaningful life. I believe that it equips you to number one, establish an asset base that is providing cash flow that covers your lifestyle. And then second, it's to really be able to evaluate what you're doing inside of your work as an employee and always either find ways to have more enjoyment, more success, 
more achievement, more fulfillment. And if you don't, you have a lot more latitude because of how you've established your assets to either move to a consultant position, move to a part-time position, move from company to company if that environment is not suitable to the terms and conditions you've set, you know, set you up for yourself as far as defining a meaningful life and a meaningful career. Because in the end, and I'll kind of end end with this, I believe that retirement is a flawed idea. Uh, which is 100% living off your assets. I believe that we're wired to create value, wired to contribute and improve the lives of others and in the process, improve our own lives. I believe that's a natural occurring, I would say, energy that keeps us alive, that keeps us happy, that keeps us fulfilled. Without it, doesn't matter how much money you have, fulfillment is very unlikely. And so really looking at the continual pursuit of improving yourself as an asset, whether you own a business or not, is going to be vital to achieving this, I would say, financial independence, whatever that next level looks like for you. And this is where I'll end. Even if you get to that six figures, that seven figures, and you're a highly valued, highly paid employee, it doesn't mean that you have to stay in those positions. Okay, You can look at consultant positions, being on boards. You could be you know, part-time. You could be a, like I said, a contractor or a freelancer and do work from anywhere in the world on your terms. And that's where a big piece of the course comes is to help you define what are the terms. Okay. What is the criteria? What is life at the next level really look like? So you can define that first and have that always in your mind as that end result. Because more often than not, I think people just, they don't necessarily come up with a clear definition of what they're really after, the results that they really want. And they just go through the motions on a daily basis without the milestones that I think are necessary to get to that end result. The clarity that one can get from establishing that ideal life, a life on their terms is incredibly powerful. And unequivocally, I see individuals coming to the conclusion, the realization that to live life at that level, it doesn't require what they thought it was going to require. It's actually a lot easier. At the same time, you know this is a, this is a process. And I know right now there are many people that are struggling because of our current environment. And I empathize with that. I understand that there is disruption. At the same time, there's incredible opportunity for those that exercise the fortitude of a healthy and abundant mindset because opportunities are literally everywhere. Guys, thanks again for listening. Thanks for investing your time into educating yourself. Hopefully this message has resonated with you. Like I said, go check out this new course called A Path to Financial Independence. It's at go.thewellstandard.com forward slash freedom. That's it for this week. Next week, I'm going to be tackling another very insightful obstacle that many of you had expressed in relation to achieving that life at the next level. And that is taking time and money away from family. In this case, wife and children. It's the confidence to commit more time and money into a business, but also keeping spouse and children in mind. So that's what I'm going to tackle next week. Hope you guys have an amazing week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. 
we welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Oh,